Hey everybody, it's your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese here. Welcome to Halfway to Heroes. Uh, this one is actually the first episode of our spinoff campaign of the Dragon of Icepire Peak, which is the campaign that comes with the new Essentials Kit from Woods of the Coast that is currently running on our One-Shot Onslaught podcast feed. So if you end up liking this episode and want to check out the full campaign, you'll need to head over to that feed and check it out. But uh, because this week's episode was a little bit late, we had to get the music all finalized and everything. Uh, so we're going to be releasing this week's Halfway to Heroes Blunder and Lightning Part 5 episode tomorrow. Uh, but until then, uh, if you're in need of some new content, you can check out this brand new mini campaign with all the guys from Halfway to Heroes in it. I really think you're going to enjoy this campaign if you have not started it yet. So again, uh, sorry for the delay this week. Uh, it's a great episode. I'm really excited to get out there. I just want to make sure that uh, it's all the way ready before we release it. So we will have that up early in the morning tomorrow for you all, though. And until then, enjoy episode one of Dragon of Icepire Peak. Start tonight off in where? Vandalin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Vandalin. It was one to pay off eventually. One of these times. Yeah, it's the law of large numbers. <laughs> eventually it's going to pay off. So nestled in the rocky foothills of the snow-capped Sword Mountains is the mining town of Vandalin, which consists of 40 or 50 simple log buildings. Crumbling stone ruins surround the newer houses and shops, showing how this must have been a much larger town in centuries past. Vandalin's residents are quiet, hard-working folk who come from distant cities to eke out a living amid the harsh wilderness. They are farmers, stonecutters, blacksmiths, traders, prospectors, and children. The town has no walls and no garrison yet, but most of the adults keep weapons within easy reach in case the need for arms should arise. Visitors are welcome here, particularly if they have coin to spend or news to share. The Stonehill Inn at the center of the town offers modest lodgings and meals. A couple of doors down from the inn, posted outside the town massive hall, is a job board for adventurers. You four have arrived by wagon led by a human man in his 50s named Sildar Hallwinter. Sildar has been tasked by the town master to rebuild the garrison in the town to defend against rising threats due to the town's recent surge of wealth due to the Wave Echo Cave mine opening up again after being lost for years. Orcs, bandits, and goblins are the least of the town's worries if the rumors are to be true. Some reports show that a white dragon has been spotted in the sky to the north near Ice Spire Peak. You each have your own reasons for joining on to help rebuild the garrison, whether those reasons are your own or were forced upon you, and have all agreed to join the guild and take up defense for the small town. For the foreseeable future, this is your new home. Welcome to Fandolin. So, who are you all playing tonight? Let's just get a brief, maybe a race class and maybe like a super simple maybe either backstory or goal of your character uh i'm gonna go down my zoom 
Johnny, first and foremost, you are top of my list. Johnny, who are you playing tonight? I am playing a male fallen Asmar Blood Hunter. Name? Bellasaur. Uh, should we get your goals here? Yeah, why yeah, what brings uh Bellasaur to Fandolin? I heard there's some some creepy creepers hanging hanging around here. Some creepy creepers, uh some creepy creepy ghost uh might be popping around. Uh next uh oh wait. Did you say Blood Hunter? You yeah. did say Blood Hunter, yeah. That's right. Okay. Um Do I like describe them or whatever? Or? Yeah, what do you look like? I don't know what any of you guys really look like except for Dustin. Oh shit, man. I didn't even think of that either. <laughs> I, I'm s I'm I'm a male with light gray eyes. Medium build, I'm six foot five, two eighty. I'm hundred and thirty seven years old. Pasty white with long silver dreads. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, next up, I've got Dustin. Dustin, who are you playing? And I'm oh. chaotic good this time. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Huh, busting them ghosts. Wow. Dustin. That is crazy. I'm playing Albert and Aarakocra. Is that how you say it? I think so. Close enough. Rogue. Uh, is that That's pretty much it. He's three foot tall. He's brown. <laughs> He's got a white belly. <laughs> What brings Albert to the town of Fandolin? I think me and my friend here, uh, what did we do? Pipsqueak. You stole people's pants. We stole something. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, we had to get busted doing something together. I don't know. Is there a mayor of Fandolin? Uh, there's a town master of Fandolin. We got caught breaking into the town master's residence. <laughs> Why were you doing that? Just... Fucking trying to get some good loot. No reason. No reason. <laughs> some good loot, man. <laughs> I got a really good fence who can move my stuff and get me a lot of money really quick. So I, I try to find the most expensive stuff I can. It's always what my eyes set on. And uh, you and Pipsqueak got busted, and you were. This is pretty much your community service is to join this garrison that is in the process of being rebuilt to defend the town of Fandolin. Right. Is there anything else about uh, Albert we need to know? Uh, he's a tinkerer. He's got a, like a, on one of his talons or whatever, he's got a big metal boot that turns into a bear trap. <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty cool. It's pretty much I have it. a question about owls. You, you always hear about bird shit. You never hear about owl shit. Because they're at night, so they don't poop on people generally. And they're rare. More rare. <laughs> It's rare. It's rare to have owl shit dropped on your head because then you're like in the middle of the woods at night, up to no good at that point. <laughs> and next up, Sean Marston. Um, Sean Marston. That's it. <laughs> That's all you get. Um, what racing class? Human fighter, right? Yep. Yep. And I'm here because I'm looking for Dutch Vanderland. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever played Red Dead Redemption, he's got the same exact backstory as. But it's not it's not the same guy, right? You've got your backstory of a different guy from Red Dead. No, it's the same. 
Oh, it is the same. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's that he's looking for somebody who like framed him or something. And he also wants to be a sheriff. <laughs> he's going to be a gunslinger. <laughs> it's the guy from Red Dead Redemption, y'all. Wait, uh, wait, he wants to be a sheriff? He's not the sheriff yet? Oh, he's not yet. They oh. have not appointed a sheriff in this town yet. Oh, okay. I thought he was a that's, sheriff. No, that's another little thing behind uh, them building up this garrison is they are also looking for one person to become the sheriff of the town. Oh, I could be a good sheriff. But it's kind of the probationary period at the moment. So we'll see how things shake out uh, at the end of the campaign. But last but not least, Pip Squeak Barry. All right. So Pip is a guy. Well, he's a male halfling druid. Okay. He's three feet tall, only weighs 35 pounds. But to him, he is a master thief, criminal extraordinaire, always out for the best stuff. And yet he got caught here while he was stealing from the town master with Albert. And now, after serving jail, found out he has to do this community service working for this garrison. But he's not going to stop doing what he does in the meantime. Uh, any any kind of like distinguishing features on what your guy looks like, what your halfling looks like, should I say? Uh, uh, no. I mean, he's got piercing green eyes, but he's like rail thin, so he's good at hiding. He can, you know, get anywhere, get out of sight if he needs to. So if he's a halfling and also rail thin, he probably weighs what? A good like 25 pounds? He weighs 30, 35 pounds. 35 pounds. 35 okay. pounds, yes. Okay. A stiff breeze could knock this guy <laughs> over. Hopefully there's no big fights because I only have nine <laughs> HP. So uh, you guys are coming in from the Miner's Trail to the southwest or southwest, <laughs> southwest. <laughs> you all have had uh, about a 12 hours journey in this wagon with Sildar, uh, you know, at, at the helm of the wagon with the reins for the horses. So you guys have gotten to know each other a little bit. Got to know a little bit about each other's goals and how you've gotten to this point. Um, I know that Albert and Pip, you guys were uh, kind of cohorts uh, together, so you guys know each other. But now all four of you are the four sole members of the garrison outside of Sildar, who's not really a member. He's kind of just like organizing it. Uh, but Sildar... Uh, as you are approaching, Fandolin pulls the reins of the wagon and the horses come to a halt. Uh, he looks back at you four and says, All right, now, I know y'all didn't bring much with you, but uh, if you want, you can head over to the HQ to get settled. I'll be taking the wagon up there and unpacking it myself, or y'all can hit the town, maybe take up a job if there's anything posted on the board, or just, you know introduce yourselves to the people y'all going to be protecting. Whatever y'all want to get to, uh, this is it. Welcome home. Mm, I need a bath. I'm going to go to the job board. So we get out of jail, and all we have to do is just build this place back up and keep the town safe. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you have to help uh, rebuild the garrison. You got to do... Jobs for the town. You've got to help protect the town. Um, Whatever, whatever you can do to kind of re-fortify the town. So just steal in this town, and you get a job and a place to stay and all that. That's pretty good. I like this. (laughs) (laughs) I like this a lot. 
Yeah, let's go look at the job board. Might as well get paid or you know get something done while we're here. All right, so you all head over to the job board, which is posted outside of the town master's hall, which uh, you all actually <laughs> were <laughs> trying to break into and steal from. This place looks familiar. You all approach the town master's hall, which uh, has uh, sturdy stone walls, a pitched wooden roof, and a bell tower at the back. Uh, the job board next to the front door features a sparse number of notices, all written in common and all written in the same hand. Uh, you have got one that at the top says Dwarven Excavation. And then uh, beneath that it reads Dwarf Prospectors found ancient Dwarven runes in the mountains southwest of here and have been working an archaeological dig seeking treasure and relics. They need to be warned that a white dragon has been moved into the area. Take the warning to them and then return back to Townmaster Harbin Wester to collect a reward of 50 gold. One says, Nomengard. A clan of reclusive rock gnomes resides in a small network of caves in the mountains to the southeast. The gnomes of Nomengard are known for their magical inventions, and they might have something which might help defeat the dragon. Get whatever you can from them. If you bring back something useful and don't want to keep it yourselves, Townmaster Harbin Wester will pay you 50 gold for it. Umbridge Hill Quest. The local midwife, an acolyte of Chantea named Adabra Gwyn, lives by herself in a stone windmill on the side of a hill a few miles south of Phandalin. With dragon sightings becoming more common, it's not safe for her to be alone. Urge her to return to Phandalin. Once she is safe, visit Townmaster Harbin Wester to claim a reward of 25 gold pieces. I want that one. It sounds creepy. I like the Nomer again one. The Nomengard quest? Yeah. So are we all trying to go on the same quest or what? Yeah, yeah. like you you all are pretty much like your garrison to build it up. A, you need gold to build it up. And B, like your job is to just like do things for the town. So I think we should do the excavation quest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you like this idea too. Look, it's easy. We just have to take a warning to these guys, but it's in a set of ruins that they found, and they're looking for treasure and relics, so we can get 50 gold for telling them, and when we are there, we can look around and see if there's any good stuff we can loot out of there. No. For ourselves. No. I no. can flip it quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot he's like a sheriff. <laughs> sheriff wannabe. He knows now. We can't steal shit. That was like a private conversation between me and Albert. Yeah, 50 gold does sound pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Think of all the stuff we could find while we're there, too. And you know I could flip it quick. Uh, on the back of the mall, they all have a little, like, hand-drawn map on them. And the Nomengard quest, uh, Umbridge Hill is actually on the way to the Nomengard quest. Well, that goes right along with what you said. We can get good stuff from those magical dwarves, too, while we're on the way. Yeah, Belisar said he wanted to go to that lady over there. I don't know what voice I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, go to Nomragon. <laughs> How far away is the dwarven excavation quest if Umberchill is on the way to Nomagard? Uh So the way that the path splits, um, yeah. you pretty much, as soon as you leave to the south of Phandalin, uh, the Dwarven Excavation quest takes 
uh, one path, almost like <laughs> just like 50, 100 yards from Fandolin down, it splits and forks, uh, one going to the east, southeast, and one going to the southwest. And it's it probably like a six-hour journey there. Don't you mean south-left? South-left. <laughs> <laughs> so where was the other place? South-right. <laughs> <laughs> south, south right uh, now the same south thing right. it's for the gnomon guard it's also probably about a six hour walk where are they in proximity to each other uh oh there's like a mountain range in between them uh so you'd have to like walk back up and then down i don't know what do you guys think i rolled a nat 20 so i say we do all of <laughs> nat 20 for nothing <laughs> Uh yeah, I think I think south and knock two out. But um uh before we set out, can I'm gonna Albert is gonna go up north slightly and he's gonna press X on the shrine of luck. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's a shrine of luck right there, man. I'm gonna press X on it and get that buff. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> Do I get it? Uh, Albert, you walk up to the Shrine of Luck, and uh, you can tell it's a shrine made out of stones taken from probably nearby runes. It's dedicated to Timora, the goddess of luck and good fortune. But other than that, it's just like a shrine. You don't get to press X on it. I'm going to toss a coin in it. All right. I mean, like, is it a well? Like a well or something? It's got a small, like a... Coin slot? Barrier of rocks at the bottom of it. That has like just a small shallow pool of water, but there's no coins in it at the moment. I'm just gonna throw a coin at it. Okay. It's silver. It's gotta be a silver coin. Okay. <laughs> so All that's right. your big giant ass owl, correct? No, he's I'm three foot. foot. Okay, okay. We're both three huge. foot <laughs> robbers. Okay, okay, you're the same size as me. <laughs> well, that's why we robbed together, man. It's perfect. <laughs> Like a barn owl. And Bear, you're a druid, so you like animals anyway. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bear, okay, cool. You can climb on my shoulders and we can pretend to be a regular sized person, too. <laughs> <laughs> with a trench coat. Have, have a druid face with, you know, fucking owl legs. Uh, just just uh, tell people to homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a homebrew race. It's all good. So yeah, you uh you threw that coin in and a little dialogue box that says Timora will remember that pops up in the top left corner. Sweet. Uh, like a telltale game. Uh and then is it that we're heading off to um I think we said south? Umbridge Hill. Well they're Whichever both south, one's but one south left, one south wet, right. Left <laughs> Left Left South Left. Everybody, it is your dungeon master Adam Deweese here. Thank you all for checking out this um, special episode here, where we are starting our Dragon of Icefire Peak uh, mini campaign. We've all been really excited to get this one recorded and get it out there for you all. We're excited to see where it goes. Uh, if you are a new listener to our One Shot Onslaught show, then um, 
First, welcome aboard. Thanks for checking us out. If you are enjoying what you're hearing here, you should also check out the rest of our episodes. Uh, We have a Session Zero episode on our podcast feed and on our YouTube channel that kind of walks you through our format and gives some uh, episode suggestions that you may want to start on since we do usually play one-shot adventures from DM's Guild. So you can jump in at any episode that has part one in the title. And that Session Zero will kind of walk you through some some good ones to start with. Also, uh, if you're liking everybody from this show, we have another show with all five of us called Halfway to Heroes. That is my first ever homebrew campaign. Uh, We are about to release episode 21 next week, and we're having a lot of fun with that. So check out that one also. And then if you've got an Apple account, uh, leaving us an iTunes rating and review would be hugely helpful for us. Um, Subscribing to us on YouTube and on Twitch are all fantastic ways to support us. Uh, Speaking of Twitch, we just recently ran uh, Lost Minds of Fandelver, the other starter edition campaign. With some of our patrons um, last Saturday or last Friday as of this going out. So uh, we're going to be running through that whole campaign. We've only got one session down so far. So if you're running that campaign, that would be a good way to uh, watch and see how we kind of run through it. And maybe you can pick up some ideas from us or see what not to do. Who knows? Uh, But that was a lot of fun, too. Uh, uh, Like I mentioned, that was with some of our patrons. So any tier of patrons are eligible to play in those monthly uh, streams with us on Twitch. Uh, So you can go to patreon.com slash one shot and pledge as little as a dollar to get a bunch of cool bonus content. We're about $13 away right now from starting up a new biweekly podcast called Dungeons and Diaries that will be exclusive to our patrons $1 and up. And it will be a bi-weekly show where we uh, have some major NPCs and characters just um, narrate a 5 to 10 minute kind of like a journal entry that's going to do a lot of world building. And uh, we're really excited for that. I think we're going to go ahead and start recording one or two, maybe get one of them out on these feeds prior to it going Patreon exclusive. Not sure yet, but... Other than all those ways to support the show, you can hang out with us at our Discord, bits.ly slash one shot Discord. That's one shot all spelled out. And following us on Twitter and things like that. We love hearing uh, from people listening to the show, tweet about the show, uh, telling friends about the show, retweeting uh, our post. All those are huge ways to help us. And um, I'm going to let you all get right back into it. And I really hope you're enjoying this mini campaign as much as we are. And we're excited to get the next episode out in two weeks. So I will talk to you all at the end of this episode. Bye, buddy. In a world where adventure awaits and danger lurks around every corner, an unlikely group of friends find themselves on the path to becoming heroes. But school will only get them halfway. Merlin, the human warlock barber guy. Oh god, no, I gotta buff his butt! No! Can I refuse business? Ubo, the turtle artificer. Well, it doesn't work yet, but uh, I'm working on it. Altrex, the discarded warforged paladin. I don't eat or sleep or wear clothes, so I just sit in the corner and wait. And Clyde, the Goliath barbarian in skinny jeans. They're called skinny pelts, okay? Find us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast by searching for Halfway to Heroes. So the journey starts off pretty uneventful. It's the day is a little cloudy at first. And then as you all walk for about an hour or two along this, it's pretty well kept road. It's the tribor trail. So it's 
not like the King's Road or anything, but it's not just some dirt path in the woods. But after about two or three hours, it does start to rain on you all. Uh, just as it like it gets to that kind of apex of the hardest rain falling, uh, you come upon Umbridge Hill. So built on the slope of Umbridge Hill, you see an old stone windmill surrounded by this iron fence. A large winged monster with a spiky tail is trying to knock down the windmill's front door. And you see a woman open up the second floor window, uh, wave at you and say, uh, a little little help here and as soon as she says that you see that winged monster shoot a barb uh, from its tail into the side of a window uh, splinters like shower and she shutters the window quickly and uh, you guys can see that uh, this monster is it's large it's big Uh, it's got a vaguely humanoid head the body of a lion, wings of a dragon, and this long tail that ends in this cluster of deadly spikes. Uh, what color is it? it? All like beige brown lion color. I'm going to mount it. Okay. <laughs> um, does it see us? Not yet. It does not see you yet. Yeah, so he's large. Like, how tall is a large? I'm three foot now. Just trying, like twelve feet tall. Just trying to picture. <laughs> uh, it's probably about fourteen feet long, uh, and then probably like eight, nine feet tall. I'm gonna get on my horse and ride away. Um, guys, that's really, really unfortunate for her. But I'm not going down there. Out of character. Can Albert fly? Yes, Albert can okay. fly. I don't know if he was like you know a grounded owl. Hey, okay, can I? Anyway, can I carry um Pip Squeak? Yeah, could he carry? Because he's so little. Well, okay, we could say that you could carry Pip, but no more than Pip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Pip hey. is my max. <laughs> uh, Albert, pick me up. Let's fly over there and see if we can yell at her to leave from the sky without having to get down on the ground without him noticing us. Well, she's already being attacked. By this thing. She is, but not us. Yeah. So we just tell her, hey, you should leave. That's all the quest says to She's do. stuck. <laughs> is she getting I attacked, mean, or like, is he trying to get in the door right now? He's trying to get in the door at the moment. And as soon as she opened the window, he shot a, a barb from his tail at the window. Is there a back door? <laughs> uh, you can check, see if there's a back door. I'm gonna pick up uh, Pipsqueak and fly around, look for a back door. Insight back door. Do you see a back door, Pipsqueak? What was that? An insight? A perception. A perception. Ooh, I got. I'm on Pipsqueak. Yeah, I got plus plus six perception. Ooh, dang. Eleven plus six, so seventeen. You don't see a back door, but you do see a window on the back of the house. A, a second story window, shuttered at the moment. Albert, can you see that window? Yeah, I see it. Um, can I you get me close my to board. there? <laughs> I can't I'm, remember that either. I'm, I'm gonna swing up by the window and like get try and like to it. yeah, like push him into the window. <laughs> like have him knock on it or something. Uh, so it is pretty uh, downcast and raining at the moment. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check with advantage, um, Albert. 
120. <laughs> yeah, you pick up Pipsqueak and uh, circle around pretty far away from the back of the uh, house and approach this back window. It's one of those like just double shutters, so you can just like open it up. And uh, inside, you're at the second story of this uh, pretty simple stone tower. You're actually in this room that it's more like a broom closet, and it makes you think like, why is there even a window in this in this room? <laughs> um, but and then there's a door across from you all, and we're in there. Yeah. Okay. She's not in here, right? She, she's not in the um, in the pantry the broom closet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's what I was talking. Let's go find her. The broom closet right, is going to be locked. Open the door. It is unlocked. It is unlocked. It's not Harry Potter. <laughs> would have sucked. <laughs> you swing open the door and you see uh, a middle-aged woman bracing the uh, shutters closed on the door. Uh, you see a spiked barb sticking like six inches out of the wall, like right near her hand, where her hand is. And uh, she turns back, and you guys kind of startle her. Ex- excuse me? You're in my home. <laughs> what the hell, lady? We're here to save you. What is this thing? A, a, it's a manticore. Like, have, you, have you dealt with them before? I've never seen a manticore except for in my books, but it's this one apparently once in my house, so... Are you guys here to, like, fight it? Um, no. <laughs> no, we're here to get you to safety. Um, I think we can distract it. You need to come back to Fandolin. Why? That's all. It's just dangerous out here. Not only do you have to deal with whatever the hell that thing is outside, but uh, uh, all these dragon sightings that have been around here, it's just not safe for you. Uh, Barry, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. With advantage, since she is under siege from a manticore at the moment. <laughs> oh, no. Advantage roll again, man. Yeah, okay. roll again. <laughs> Two sucks. I just said the other, like, oh, the, there you go. oh that's better. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, you know, I wouldn't have normally went with you all, but this manticore's kind of got me spooked. Um, yeah, let's. I mean, how are we gonna get out of here now, though? This thing is. Do you have any? Do you have any way out down the bottom, or is it just this window on the back side? Here? There's the window on the back, window on the front, door on the back, the bottom. And I think he's probably close to getting in that door. To be honest, how, how tall is she? How big is she? She's uh, a human, so uh, about five and a half feet tall. Well, let me put my trap down right here. Where? Like in the I'm middle, right of my in floor? front of the door. Right when he busts through, he's gonna set my trap off. Oh, on the bottom floor. We're downstairs now. Uh, wherever we are, wherever this guy's coming through, that's where we're at. All right. So he is trying to come through the bottom story. So if you want to put your trap there, I'm gonna give Sean Marston and uh, Bellasaur a. Uh, so, so you guys like saw the other two go into this house uh, what would you guys like to do how far away are we from the creature I've kind of got you guys so this is up on a hill you got a picture like a, a big hill you guys are at the bottom of the hill probably like 60 feet away from it right now and that's why it hasn't seen you it's been distracted with 
uh, trying to bust in this door, and you guys are downhill from it, so it can't really like smell you or anything. Downwind. I might ha- I might have an idea of something to do. Does, does Sean Marston have any ideas? <laughs> no. Can I cast a spell? I had my turn over. Uh, it's free ball right now. We have not gotten initiative yet, but uh, the Mantador does. The Mantador, uh, the Manticore does. Um, it actually speaks as it's like slamming its fist into this this door. Ooh, I can comprehend language. It actually speaks in common. Oh, yeah, it's uh pretty weird, and uh, it says, uh, "I sprecken, listen, just open up, give me all of your potions, and I'll be on my way." As it's like slamming its fist into trying to beat in this door. You can't handle my potions. What kind of potions is this guy talking about? I mean, I I make potions, like health potions, but Bellasaur and uh, Sean Marson both roll me... Um, oh, God, why? Animal handling check. For what? Not to like... You're, you're not actually trying to handle it. This is more of a like... Uh, you ride them. I don't know if this. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I think I have a plus one. Plus and four. Sean Marson got a fifteen. Oh, Sean Marson. From here, you can tell uh, this thing is wounded. You see a big uh, gash down the side of it, and you see that it's missing a lot of its tail spikes. It looks pretty hurt. I'm gonna. Can I? Can I pop him? Right in his wound. Now is the time to attack. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a dead eye. Yeah. <laughs> I I think since he's already being violent, to to get a potion, I think he needs to be reprimanded. Uh, Sean Marson, you can try to shoot him. Yes, uh, that will obviously kick off the initiative. If so, hey, what's this bonfire thing you have? Dad? I mean, Belisar. Uh, I can create a bonfire on the ground that you see that I see within range, which is which is sixty foot. It's a five-foot cube. Uh, until the spell ends, magic bonfire fills a five-foot cube. Any creature in the bonfire space, when you cast a spell, must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take a 1d8 fire damage. The creature must also make a saving throw when it moves into the bonfire space for the first time on a turn or ends in its turn there. How fast is this thing? Instant. No, I mean uh, the monster. Oh, you would think it's probably pretty quick. You could roll, you could give me a um, survival check, and I could give you a couple stats about it. Yeah. How about we? Uh, you want to set that bonfire right on him, and I'll pop him right in his wound. Yeah. And then the bonfire ignites flammable objects in its area that aren't being worn or carried. All right, let's do See, this. I'm gonna place bonfire right on his wounded spiky boot. All right, so. Uh, as it's knocking on the door, the bonfire is going to erupt under it. It's going to try to get out of it. Oh, I don't think a six. Oh, let me see what it's got. What's your plus? Plus three, a nine. Nope. <laughs> um, and then uh, Sean Marson, you can roll a shot. Or Well, you've only got a longbow at the moment, so longbow yeah. shot. 22. 22. 22 is going to hit this thing. Um, so 
uh, you guys inside this this room, you hear outside this shrieking animal. <laughs> as it's like uh, like it got this fire under it, and it gets shot with an arrow. Uh, both of you guys are going to roll your damage. Uh, so, uh, Bellasaur, you've got a D8. Sean Marston, I think yours is a D8 also, actually. 1D8 plus 3. <laughs> I rolled a 1. 7. So, that's an 11 damage total. So, Pip and Albert, you hear this monster uh, shrieking in pain outside of the door and the pounding ceases. As soon as the oh, pounding God. ceases, uh, let's go ahead and roll initiative now. Um, oh, man. Come on, Bellasaur, let's run. This, I am witch, come this, on, witch bolt the fuck out of this, this guy. This thing turns towards uh, <laughs> Sean Marston and Bellasaur. <laughs> oh, cool. So, um, 13, 14, 15, 18, and then you got seven. So it's Barry, me, Iron Claw, and then I got, a, I got a nice. Let's do that. So, uh, Pip, you are up. You can definitely tell that things have popped off with this monster outside of the door. <laughs> I like how they're inside just warning this lady, and we just start shit. It's my turn. I'm trying to think here if I want to. I don't, I don't know if I want to put like a distraction you know, or if I want to do something that's going to attack him. How far away is he from me? Um, he was right on the other side of the door that you guys are down. So probably like you'd have to uh, go and open the door to see him, but then you would think that he's like right out the door, within fifteen foot or fifteen feet. Yes, if you open the door. Okay. All right, that's what I'm gonna do then. I'm gonna I'm gonna open the door, kick open the door, and as soon as I do, I'm gonna cast Thunder Wave. Okay. Okay. So you, you got to make a constitution saving throw, and if you fail, you get 2d8 thunder damage, and you're pushed 10 feet away from where we are. So that is a 15 plus... plus 3. An 18. I'm guessing that saves against the level 1. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that saves. Constitution 14. So you that's send out you this were. thunder wave, and it, uh, the door frame actually buckles as this, like, big boom goes out from under you. The, uh... Uh, Albert's uh, hunting trap goes flying off a little bit in front of the uh, the manticore now, but it, it seems unaffected by this. Oh, on a successful save, it takes half as much damage. Okay, as pushed, go ahead and roll away. it. Okay, so that is two d eight. Okay, so I got a four total. So it's gonna take two. So it's uh, you're chipping away at it. It. it Brussels its fur a little bit, but uh, doesn't seem to have a huge effect on it. Uh, next up is now Bellasaur. Bellasaur, you see this thing now looking right at you and Sean Marston. You said it's looking right at me? Yep, it's looking at you and uh, Sean Marston. How far is it from me? It's about 60 feet. Where's my <laughs> trap at now? Uh, it Inside fl- the house. It, it, no, it flew towards... Bellasaur and Sean's, Sean Marston. It's like in between them and the Manticore now. Is it like still set or what? Yeah, You're supposed it's to like set in the set. ground. Oh. Was it not like in the ground? No, I had it just like sitting there and it, his oh. thing blew it out. I guess I'm, well, I'm not close to it. I don't know if you want to be close to it. So I'll hit it with my crossbow. Crossbow? 
But I'm a dis I'm a disadvantage. Um, you could move closer to it. Your whatever your speed is. If you if you want to get closer to it. Uh, ten feet. Holy fuck! Why is my speed so slow? That doesn't sound right. What is it? That's ten not right. feet. You'll have thirty feet. <laughs> That'd be funny if it was ten feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you got thirty feet. Asimars have thirty feet. I don't know what. 10 feet showing, but you've got 30 feet. So Maybe he's got it. a lot of gear on. Maybe he's got encumbrance <laughs> on. Uh, I changed it to 30 feet. So what I'm, well, I'm going to, since I'm 30 feet closer, I'm going to hit it with my witch bolt. Okay. So basically, it's like a crackly, crackling blue energy lan- that lances onto him. Yeah, so you roll for that. You make a spell attack yeah. against it. Wow. Oh, Johnny gets a three. Plus four. Uh no. <laughs> no. Uh so this this crackling like blue bolt of energy goes right into the side of the building. Next up is Sean Marston. No, Me. Albert. Okay. Albert, then Sean Marston, then this thing. Okay, so I got two daggers so I can attack with both, right? Yeah. It's got its back to you right now. Okay. Perfect. I'm going to backstab it. Actually, you know what? I'm kind of scared of this thing. I think I'm going to throw my daggers at it. Okay. And is someone on him yet within five feet of him? No. So I don't have advantage? I am. I just opened the door and I was standing like right underneath him, wasn't I? That's true. We could say that... Because uh, they didn't get blown away by my Yeah, attack, we so. could say Pips are right on it. He had to open the door, and the guy was knocking on the door. Okay, so I'm going to hit him with both daggers, and I have sneak attack on one. He's going to one-shot you guys. <laughs> you should just... You got any if slows? He, if he does nine damage in one hit, he will. Okay, I got a nat one. <laughs> that one's going to miss. You sure? Day. Okay, to hit. Uh, 17 to hit. Your 17 is going to hit. So you'll okay. get a sneak attack on that one. 1d4 plus 3 and a d6. Okay. 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 Um. <laughs> you guys are all dead. <laughs> I'm going to kite him. All that's plus 4, so 4, 5, 6, 7, 11 total for me. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. You, you, a one episode special. You stab, <laughs> you stab into this thing like right under its armpit and get a big gash in it right next to where its other wound is. And now that you're up this close, it looks like it Wait, was. Wait, no, I threw the daggers, man. Oh, do you get sneak attack for that? I was too scared. Yeah, just, okay. just attacking. But okay, so you yeah you hurl the dagger in and it lands right into the the where the wound is. Uh, you can tell that this wound looks like maybe like a bite. Um, Dragon bit him, and then it, as soon as it does, it reels back for a second. But then it's its turn and wait, wait, my nat one. Where'd that dagger go? Oh, you don't know where it is yet. Wait, it's my turn, right? Oh yes. It is Sean Marston's turn. Without All a right. six shooter. Pump I'm, a full lead. I don't have Pump it yet. man. I'm going to run 30 feet away from it and then shoot. <laughs> turn and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Come get me. You've rolled a 12 plus, I'm guessing, plus probably seven. 
plus. Okay, yeah, you got it. You hit it. You hit it. God damn it! What again? Man, nothing that one. You're not rolling hot on damage, but you do hit it. You hit an arrow uh, into. This is the opposite side where its wound is, and now your arrow is just sprouted from it, uh, and it 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 shrieks at you all. Uh, you see that for a moment now that it's its turn. Um, you see it try to take flight for a second, and it, its wings don't seem to be like strong enough to sustain the flight, and it, it, it becomes grounded, and then it looks over at you all. We should have just gave it a health potion. He would have been cool with us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Instead, we have to fight it. This is true, typical, our group fashion. Well, let's see. So, uh... It's going to shoot one tail spike towards. Uh, we're going to do one towards Sean Marston since Sean Marston just shot it. Re- most recent. I'm so far uh, away though. Um, yeah. Well, it's got a hundred feet range without disadvantage. Where uh, was so that only, normally? You're only ninety feet away, bud. Yeah, ninety. <laughs> Damn it. So that's uh, that's twelve plus five, a uh, uh, seventeen to hit your armor class. <laughs> yeah, I'm 14, so it's going to hit me. Uh, so that's going to do... Oh, fuck. I'm worried about this. I'm going to tuck and roll. He misses. <laughs> I'm worried about this. Should I just take the average or should I roll for it? Average. Just roll for yeah, it. Roll for it. I'm, well, I'm worried about rolling for it. Just do Roll it. for it. We can heal him. Oh! Uh. <laughs> no, I rolled a full eight on the D8! God dang it, guys. <laughs> uh, wait, uh, what's my no. health? I have 12 health. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. So he's so unconscious. This barb. He's no, down. he's good. He's got one HP left. Ugh. This barb <laughs> sticks into Sean Marson's shoulder. Uh, Sean Marson's on his last legs. Then the manticore looks over at the rest of you. I'm going to roll between uh, Pip and uh, Bellasaur. Bellasaur. Oh, okay. So, Bellasaur, it shoots a, a barb at you as well. But this one just goes, it lands into the dirt at your feet. Does not yeah. hit you. You fucking missed, bud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now it is back up to Pip. Uh, Pip, this thing looks like it's on his last legs, but so does Sean Marston. <laughs> I have no fucking heels. You guys, I see the light. <laughs> I can I can witch bolt him. Look, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a an ice knife and throw it at him. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I roll for that. I think, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You roll for it for uh, dexterity save. Um, this thing drops to the ground on all four, rolls on its belly, uh, and miss, and you miss with that because that was a 17 plus a three, an unnatural Damn. 20. Damn. Okay. And then it is now uh, Bellasaur's turn. You can see the damage that it just did to Sean Marston. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I can either run up on it or run. Or fucking shoot it. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to run up on it. Okay. Hey, my, I'm going to take his fucking wing on my great axe. Okay. All right. Roll it, man. Man, I really hope none of you guys miss from here on out. I don't know, because I'm dead if he does, uh, doesn't hit like that. To 13 me. plus. Okay. You're going to get it. Because. Plus three. Yeah. Okay. You get it. You hit it. How much damage are we uh, talking? Because this might. 1d12. 
Ooh. Damn. Ooh. Ooh, that's a Ooh. lot of damage for a level one. You rolled a nat 12 on a 12. Uh, plus one, 13. Yeah, you run up and nice. you sever the wing from this thing. And it's on the opposite side where its wound is. And as soon as it does, it, it shrieks in pain, uh, rears back like it's about to bite at you or claw at you, one of the two. Uh, but then it just it slumps back on its butt and then slumps against the wall, drops dead, prone against the wall. <laughs> it is dead? It is dead, yes. Oh. It looked like it was already weakened, obviously, from some kind of big bite. No, nah, um, we don't know that. Right. Give it a second. He's going to make us feel bad about killing it. No, <laughs> no I just want to I just want to point bite. out that usually level ones cannot kill a manticore, but this thing was weakened. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to point out. Um, no, guys, we did a good. We, it was all us. We did good. <laughs> you guys totally did do really voice. good. If you didn't kill him there, he surely would have killed me. I'm just laying on the ground drinking whiskey. The lady's got health potions. I'm just going to take a long rest right here on the hill. No, man, she'll <laughs> give you a health potion for saving her. Adabra now peeks under the staircase and comes on down now that the manticore's dead. You all did it. You all killed him. Damn right we did. That, that was a good job. Um, Yeah. How can I repay you guys? Um, Well, a health potion for our friend here. And um, and you need to come back to Fandolin with us. Yes. Oh yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to stay out here anymore. There's manticores outside, and you're uh, talking about dragons. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you know how to get back to Fandolin on your own, or do you need us to, to, to take you over there? Yeah, I, that's how I, I go to Fandolin all the time to get supplies for my potions. Is it north wow. right or north left? It's I north it's right the, from here. Yeah. It's north straight, man. Can you uh, can you just go back to town and make sure you tell everybody that the garrison sent you back here, or the people who run the garrison, so they know? That's that's the least I can do for you all. That and give you guys my last potion I've got made at the moment. When you get back to town, I sh- I'll be able to whip up another potion or two for you. When are you guys going to be back? Um, probably here in about... How far away was the other one from us? Uh, you're probably six about hours. three hours n- out now from three there, hours, and then Let's six hours day. back. So, um, and it's already been three hours there. So yeah. 12 hours so that's gonna if you guys like if you guys Tomorrow. did get there and get right back, it would probably be like like ten o'clock at night when you would get back. Oh, okay, it's already daytime right now. It's not gonna be till nighttime for sure. Okay, well, I, I could probably get like tell one the town master. Up. Tell the town master. All right, we'll do. Um, here's my last potion I got. It looks like that fellow might need it. And she points at Sean Marston. Wait, you're <laughs> running a potion shop and you only got one potion left? I don't sell them. I make them and sometimes I barter with Fandolin for goods and food and, uh, you know, thanks for the potions, but I don't necessarily, like, make a living off of selling them. I'm not sure. How the dragon know you had him? Dragon? Oh, the manticore? Or not dragon, manticore. Manticore, sorry. I don't know. I mean, they smell really good. Have you smelled my potions? They smell really good. They smell like like honeysuckle. They probably sniffed Ooh. them out and knew I, want, I, knew I had them. <laughs> yeah, but how would he... <laughs> how would he know? <laughs> the kid sometimes. Uh, how would he know what... You know, it was a potion right off the bat. 
I mean, look at that sniffer he's got on him. It's for, he probably I, I mean, out. I get that, but if it smells like honeysuckle, <laughs> why wouldn't he just think there's honeysuckle in there unless you've been giving him potion before? And maybe he's had a potion before. All potions smell like honeysuckles. Hmm. Well, what do they taste like? Honeysuckles? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, your friend's like, he's looking kind of woozy over there. You might want to give it to him. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Give this to Sean. Let him drink this. Sean Marston, drink this potion. <laughs> so, Sean, I'll let you go ahead and roll. Uh, if you're going to drink the potion, Sean Marston, it is 2d4 plus 2 that you could roll. <laughs> oh, my God, you're rolling really bad. So, plus 5. Jeez. Uh, Are you five. kidding me? <laughs> so, you down the, you uncork this potion, down it, and get plus 5 health, and you had 1. So, you're up to 6 HP now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm retconning. Go ahead and save that because after you guys deal with this manticore, you're actually all going to hit level two. Ooh, okay. So you will feel nice. fresh as daisy as soon as, as soon as you finish that uh, manticore off and you see that uh, it drops dead from Bellasaurus one fell swoop. Uh, you feel invigorated. You feel stronger than ever after this battle. You all will hit level two. So we do, in fact, have a health potion still. So we will keep that health potion because you guys will all be uh, full HP level two. She says, "Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna head back to town now. You all, uh, good luck on your journey. I'll uh, I guess I'll see you back in town in a little bit." Uh, she she gathers up a couple supplies, a couple things of like different herbs and uh, potion bottles. Uh, she scurries on down back towards Fandolin. Let's go ahead and let's have everybody just level up, and then we'll we'll stop there, and then uh, next session we'll do Numb Guard. Okay, that works. So let's start it's, with is um, it it's Gnome in Guard? It's Gnome again. Yeah, that's what Gnome in Gnome in Guard. <laughs> It's gnome, E-N-G-A-R-T-E, like on guard, gnomon guard. Level, level two, I finally get to do my cunning action. I can do a dash, disengage, or hide with a bonus action. Oh, nice. Anything else that, that right? rogues get at level two? My hit points went up to 20. Think, yeah. That sounds, that sounds right, because mine, I legit rolled a one, and I'm at 14 now. Yeah, you probably do really have 20. You can just take the average, you guys, if you, like... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I picked my uh, trap back up, too, right? Okay, yeah. It was, like, a little bit further into, like, the dirt. But, yeah, you picked it up. Definitely got it. Um, Sean Marson, what do fighters get at level two? I think you get, like, a fight style or something. Uh, I didn't yeah, see anything. I got a fight style. Anything oh, Johnny. You got, okay, well, okay, well, Johnny, we'll get to uh, yours, too, in a second. Actually, John, if you're ready, I've got yours pulled up so I can see your stuff too. If you want to talk about what you got at level two, you got three things at level two, Johnny. Did I? You got fighting style, you got blood maledict, and blood curses. Damn. Oh, yeah. Fighting style. Yeah, fighting style. I did, I did great weapon fighting. Which means when you roll a one or two on a damaged eye for your attack, you make a melee weapon. Uh, you can re-roll those. And I did Blood Curse of the Eyeless. 
when an enemy who is not immune to blindness within 60 feet makes a weapon attack, you can use your reaction to give them disadvantage. I guess you like poke them in the eye or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's a bunch of these, but they don't really give you a description. I think oh, my blood go. hunter, that was the one I picked first too. Uh, your blood maledict means at level two, you gain the knowledge to further channel and sacrifice a part of your vital essence to curse and manipulate your enemies. You gain one blood curse of your choice, which is what you're looking at right now. Um, and you learn one additional blood choice at certain levels. Um, when you use blood, your blood maledict, you choose which curse to invoke. Uh, yeah. Okay. You can use this feature once. Uh, you regain them when you finish a rest, short or long. So that's how often you can do these blood curses. So whichever blood curse you end up landing on. Uh, so do you know which blood curse you want to pick yet? Uh, the eyeless. Eyeless. Okay, yeah, that's the one where you can blind. You can get somebody disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, Sean Marston. Yeah. What do you get at level? Two? I don't know. Do I get anything different? Uh, you get a fight style. Yeah, but my my fighting style said first level. Oh, that is first level. Second level, you just get um action surge. Yeah, action yeah, surge. That's it. Yeah. Starting at second level, you can push yourself beyond your normal limits for a moment. On your turn, you can take one additional action. Uh, so once per rest, you can use an action surge. So like, uh, do any any bonus action. Cool. And then you got more HP. Yeah, like. Eight more HP somehow. Yeah. Uh, because as a fighter, you've got a big uh, hit dice. And then last but not least, Pip. Um, I've got uh, I got a druid circle I could choose. Oh, you got to choose that already at level yeah, two? Yeah, second, second level. Yeah. Which one are you thinking? Um, I'm choosing circle of a land, grassland. Okay. And that... Uh, it gives me, it's only at level three. I can't have these spells yet, but I'm going to pursue that path. But okay. at third level, I can, I get invisibility. Oh, that makes a, sense for you. And pass without a trace, which that is veil shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you from detection. Fucking, I hate that spell as a DM <laughs> because you, you, it makes your whole party pretty much just auto succeed on stealth checks. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god, not only that, you also get natural recovery. Yeah, which that's nice. That's nice. I like um, that. you can uh recover some spell slots and wild shape. You can now turn in some animals. Oh, for real? Oh, I didn't even see yeah, that. Yeah, second level. You could turn into an owl like me, man. Yeah. Oh man. No, no, he can't because he cannot do a flying creature until level yeah, eight. No flying or swimming <laughs> speed. Damn. So just like regular ground creatures until... It could be a flightless owl, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll pick you up and fly around. Uh, yeah, you could be yeah. a penguin. <laughs> so you're both birds. Uh, I don't know. I got that. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we guys... And you probably also got some new either spell slots or spell um, levels, but... So, I yeah, guys. Spell levels, yeah. Um, almost only had one death this session which is <laughs> which is not bad um i was worried about that level one hump but we are over the level one hump at least and now level two uh so we will start next session with you guys heading right into Nomengard, however you pronounce that so i Heck am yeah. super excited for that that one's a lot of fun 
everybody, we will talk to you all in two weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace. It's your Dungeon Master Adam Ruiz yet again. I want to give a huge shout out to all of our current patrons. So thank you, Mitch, Tiana H, Rachel aka Dragonbait, Loki Strike, Dave M, Jason Pravat, Bradley M, Dwayne, my partner in crime from the Lawful Stupid Podcast, Sofa Kingdom, Uncle Scott Chainsaw, Jeremy Fair, Not Iron Claw, Danny T, Brittany D, Remus S, Jorian. Naomi Sweet, Jurundu, Joel Lorber, The Nerd Asylum, and Danny M. Thank you all so much for helping support the show, keeping the show going. Uh, every single dollar goes right back into the show, like I say, every single episode. Because I mean it. Uh, this Patreon doesn't just support this show. It also supports our other show, Halfway to Heroes. And uh, running two podcasts, the costs all just kind of double and go up. So this is really, really helping us uh, just stay above water and keep the things going. And uh, we love that uh, people enjoy the shows enough to want to support the show. So thank you all so much. I cannot express that enough. Speaking of our patrons, uh, I want to spotlight uh, two shows that two of them are working on. Uh, let's start with uh, Rachel, a.k.a. Dragonbait, is on a fantastic space it's currently in space. Uh, I think they're swapping settings every campaign, but this campaign that they're currently on is in space. Uh, it is Dungeons and Dragons in zero gravity. I guess not every planet they go to is zero gravity, but you know what I mean. Uh, Rachel plays a runaway space princess named Nora, and it's a fantastic show. You really need to check it out. Uh, it starts off strong right away with uh, good audio quality editing, uh, dungeon mastering, charactering, uh, role-playing. It's everything's top-notch. Uh, you all should definitely go check it out, and that is 20-Sided Adventures. And then Tiana is a member of a Twitch community, Twitch channel, uh, called Quest and Chaos, and uh, it is chaotic. Um, she just recently was a part of a pretty massive stream where they were uh, high-level 15s fighting this absolutely chaotic battle. Uh, it's all top-notch studio recordings. It's uh, just fantastic props, and everything they have is completely top-notch and professional. Uh, all the characters are great, and the Dungeon Master is great. Uh, you all should definitely check it out, and that is Quest and Chaos. Uh, they have almost nightly shows on the stream, uh, some Call of Cthulhu, some Dungeons & Dragons. No matter what kind of tabletop RPG you enjoy, you will uh, find something there for you, I promise. So go check them out and check out 20-Sided Adventures as well. Other than that, everybody, uh, thank you just so, so much for checking this episode out. Um, next week is a Halfway to Heroes episode, and then we will be right back continuing on this campaign, uh, heading to Nomagard, however you say that. And uh, I will talk to you all then. So have a good week. Have a good weekend. Whatever you're listening to this. Uh, bye, everybody. My name is Albert. My name is Albert. 
My name is Albert. You shall call me Albert. My name is Albert. Okay, my name. Yes, my name is Albert. We are ready. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. Honk.